Thanks for tuning in to Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Rebecca Jordan, who is one of my VIP Day clients. She is an education consultant and reached out to me earlier this year to work on her website. She started her business in 2020, and as it evolved, she knew that she did not want to have to do the redesign of her site. Welcome to Process to Profitability, hosted by me, Samantha Maid. Process to Profitability centers on strategic processes that reduce costs while increasing conversions, productivity, and efficiency for creative CEO women who are growing sustainable, successful service-based businesses. We'll discuss strategies that produce sustainable profits and how to apply these processes to your small business through solo episodes and some amazing guests this season. We worked together to create something that was a big transformation as far as the branding of the site, but it really reflects her and her business and it makes it super easy for people to see if she is going to be a good fit for their personality and in the services that she's offering before they ever have to jump on a call. She's got a lot of great insights as far as websites in general and being a business owner in a space where people need you and what that looks like. She is the owner and director of Crossbridge Education Consulting and is a passionate problem solver. She served in the field of education for 25 years and Eventually, she helped close to a thousand students and families find creative solutions for their educational problems. Currently, she specializes in mental health and boarding school placements for your quirky off the beaten path tween or teen. Her favorite students to work with are the ones with something fun in their profile, whether that's a healthy dose of anxiety, dyslexia, neurodivergence, depression, or other mental health challenges. When she's not working with families, you can remind Rebecca on the road, visiting schools and programs around the country, or out on the trails hiking with her wife, son, dog, and giant fluffy cat. Make sure you check her out on Instagram if you're interested in learning more about her business and the families that she helps, and check out the website and the before and after so that you can see the transformation that we brought and how we really put her personality into a design that is in no way a copy of anyone else in the space, but speaks to her business and helps her to find more of the right clients when they need her. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for coming on today. Hey, Samantha. I am super glad to be here. So thanks for having me. Let's get started by having you tell everybody kind of what you do in your business and who you work with and how you help them. Sure. So I am a therapeutic educational consultant, which most people kind of don't know what that is typically. (laughs) My background's been in education. I've been working in schools and with families for about 25 years. And now the work I do is with families whose kids are in a mental health crisis. Typically I do some traditional boarding school placements, but most of my work is with families where either education has caused a glitch in their kids' mental health or their kids' mental health has caused a glitch in their education. And so we're trying to work out, do they have the right services? How do we make sure they get the right services? If that's not at home, where is it? So that we're making really thoughtful and mindful choices about 
how to support these kids and these families. You do a lot of traveling for your job, a lot of research, a lot of continuing education, I'm sure. So you have lots of expertise in that area. Yeah, I spend about 20% of my time on the road visiting schools and programs. There's a long chunks of time where you will not find me at my desk, but working from from some various hotel room or um, you know carport or wherever I might find myself. When did you start your business on your own and how did you start your website at the time? So I made a planned move out of schools back into consulting. I'd been an an elementary school principal and knew I wanted to come back into this work of working one-on-one with families. And so I made a planned move back into consulting in June of 2020, not having any idea what the world was going to look like or feel like in June of 2020. But I started doing the legwork for that in January of 2020. I am neurodivergent myself. I have ADHD. I get really hyper-focused and excited about projects. And so I created my website in one day because that's how you roll. I did all the research, picked Squarespace, ran with it, built something. I loved it at the time. It was clean. It looked good. But it really was pretty vague and general because I didn't yet know exactly what the need was going to be. I didn't yet know exactly who my audience was, who was I speaking to, who was going to need my services. You mentioned before, I have this long history in education, right? So there's a lot of different things that I can do. And I left it pretty open-ended to see what people really needed me to do. Um, so it was, it was a great holding spot for me at the time. And you started, I mean, you jumped into your business in a pandemic. So education looked very different and the solutions people needed was very different then. They really, really were. That first year, um, part of what I had done previously when I was doing consulting um, was doing a lot of homeschool builds for people, which was a great skill set to have in the summer of 2020 and fall of 2020, because that's what people needed and wanted. And so that first year, I'd say about 70% of my business was homeschool builds. And the other 30% of my business was doing therapeutic placements and some boarding schools. And that has completely flipped now. I have colleagues who do phenomenal work in the homeschool space. And so that's not something I do much of unless it's just a filler for a family. And now I do primarily therapeutic work. And, and the rest is boarding school placements. And all of my kids have something quirky and fun in their profile. But I didn't know that in June of 2020. And I certainly didn't know that in January of 2020 when we had no idea what we were going to be looking at. So how do most of these families find you? Most of them find me through word of mouth. And so that was one of the reasons why doing a website redesign was really important because friends and colleagues and programs and schools would say, hey, you should call Rebecca. They'd send them my website link and that would be the first thing that they would see or look at. And it didn't really say a whole lot. That was one of the biggest reasons was that referrals are my primary source. And how do you find out about someone who's been referred to you? You go, you can check them out behind the scenes, right? You look at their website. Um, there's, there's not much else out there to speak about us other than our digital presence. When you wanted to redesign your website, why did you decide to work with me and do the VIP day process? Um, The short answer is that I've been stalking you. (laughs) I have no idea at this point how I originally came across you. It's like so long gone in my memory, but for probably 
year, year and a half. You would actually know your timeframes on the podcast and, and your own communications better than I do, but I'd been listening to your podcast. I'm an avid learner. And so I loved that you presented topics in this really clear, easy to understand way. They were always things that were interesting to me. Sometimes they were things that I hadn't thought of. There are episodes I've gone back to and listened to again because I was like, wait, she did that great episode on gifting. I want to go back and, <laughs> and listen. And I would consistently read your emails because that was that was how I was teaching myself how to improve my own website along the way. So when I hit the point of being like, okay, I am a busy enough that it is ridiculous for me to try to give myself a master's degree in web design. That's not my skill set. <laughs> um, as much fun as I might have doing it, I knew that you were the person I wanted to work with because I, you didn't know me, but I already knew the approach you took. I already knew what you like. I, I knew I liked your aesthetic. All of those things were really important to me. Awesome. So what did you like about the VIP day process? And I know we made a big change in like the design aesthetic of your website. So that was a big change and people can see a before and after, but like we made a big shift in that one day. Was it a huge shift? And frankly, if you had told me that we would have been able to make like that level of a shift, I'm not sure I would have believed you <laughs> before <laughs> starting. And I think part of that comes to how well you have the process designed, right? So VIP day is a little bit of a misnomer because yeah. it isn't just one day, but you structure the time leading up to that day so effectively that I was able to do my work. I think the process worked beautifully for someone like me who needs pressure and a deadline to get something done. And I'm going to sit down and get it done in one big chunk might have left you feeling a little bit nervous because I just don't think I had anything to you before like five minutes before my deadline, but we got it to you because I needed that pressure. If we had done a design process that wasn't a VIP day, we would have been bouncing back for months. I could have had so much analysis paralysis. I could have been like, well, do I, do I like this shade of orange or should it maybe be this shade of orange? And the time crunch really made it so that I had to be trusting my gut more. How do I feel about this? How do I like this? I had enough time and enough time to plan to send a couple things to a couple people I trusted to get some feedback on it in the process, but not so much and so many that I was agonizing over like whether this line should extend an extra quarter inch or not. And I really was put in the position of saying, you know what, this is my designer. I've hired her. I'm going to trust her instead of doing a long drawn out back and forth process. So for me, I loved that I had, we were going to do it and we were going to get it done. And there was no like, oh, right. I owe you that thing. It just, it just happened. It was like magic. <laughs> Did you have a favorite part of the process? I think the anticipation of waiting for that first draft to drop <laughs> and, and then opening it, I videoed myself opening the first draft that you sent me. I was blown away because yeah, we'd done mood boards back and forth and we talked a little bit about like colors, but I opened it and I was like, oh my God, you get me in a way that I, I could not have articulated to you who we were and how I wanted to visually represent that in any sort of way that would have produced what you managed to produce for us, which is like the embodiment of who we are. It really was like magic. I don't know how you did that, but 
the questions you asked leading up to it. And I'm curious, like, how did you figure out that process to be able to like distill from people that essence that just is them? Yeah, I feel like some of it is I've just been doing this for a long time. And so I kind of know which questions I need to ask and what I need. Generally, like the inspiration question is really important. And some people don't like to answer that one because they don't know what to send me. But that's the best way I know kind of what you like and what you don't like and the overall look and feel. And then I have come to realize it's just like my superpower is just taking all that information and turning it into a design. And I think because it gets delivered as like, this is the entire page with your copy and your images, it's really easy to see how it's going to look. And so you're not nitpicking all the little details because you're getting the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It is your superpower. It's truly magic. And I agree on that mood board. That was like, that inspiration board was, I think, the only part where I got at all frustrated because my brain couldn't wrap around what you needed from me. Right. And, yeah. and I think you sent back like some feedback and then we got there and it was great. Do you have any advice for somebody who might work with, for a website in general, and then specifically with me through this process? I'm going to go backwards. Um, working with you in this process, I think not being worried about being really, really clear with you about what are the things I like? What are the things I dislike? Or what are the things they like? What are the things they dislike? What are the, what are the things that make them tick that, that more information is probably better. And also to then on the flip side, be willing to release a little bit of control and trust because sometimes we don't see ourselves as well as other people can see us. I think an example for us is like, if you had just sent me that color, I think it's called cinnamon that's now in yeah. <laughs> my color palette. And I might've even said this to you at the time of like, I'm not sure about the orange. <laughs> um, and I leaned into it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to step back. I'm going to trust. And to be able to do that and then see the final product and, and let it be okay that you have to wait for that. And then being, being kind in feedback, right? It's so easy to go right to the things that we see that are wrong, but to remember that like, one, you're a human being, two, yeah. this is your passion and therefore it is personal. And you put a lot of time and energy and work into creating this thing. And so instead of diving right to like, that one hump is like ivory yeah. instead of white <laughs> or white instead of ivory. But share back with you, all the phenomenal things that come out of it and then and then fine tune the details because of course there's details that are going to need yep. to be fine tuned. With website in general, I think really nailing your copy and, and giving yourself enough time to do the copy and do it well. And if you need to hire a copywriter to do that, hire a copywriter to do that. But that is the one piece that I think I wish I had done farther in advance than I did um, just because it also would have informed the process in a different way had I really spent that deep time to do that articulation and do some more like voice of the consumer work ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. And copy and design go so hand in hand that they can be really impactful. 
And it's so helpful for me to have the copy ahead of time so that I can design if I know like, okay, you've got these three short paragraphs, I can design for that versus I don't know what you're going to put here. So I'm just going to make something up and you're going to have to write the copy to match the design. It's so much better to work the other way. And I don't think you can underestimate tone of voice in the process. I would imagine for you, it's really similar to the process I work through when I'm helping families find the right fit school or program. There's so many nuances that go into who a family is, who a child is, what they need, what's going to be the right fit in all those ways beyond like, do they have space for a seventh grade lacrosse player or can they work with someone who's on the autism spectrum? There's lots of schools and programs that can do that. There's lots of designs you could pop on an accounting firm and be like, this says money in accounting, but <laughs> there's such a difference between even between me and other ed consultants in the way we work, in who we are, in how we talk with our clients, right? So I'm warm, approachable, and like super professional, but land more on the side of being someone you want to sit down and have a cup of coffee with and that you you trust with this very important part of your life because you can tell what I care. And then there's other ed consultants who are like, they're sharks. And that is a good thing for them and for their clients, but their website's going to look really, really different. You put a lot of curves into my design. For someone else, that might have been straight lines. And that alone would have shifted the entire vibe of the website. And I, I know one of the concerns that you had sending me some of the other ed consultant websites is like, I don't want to copy them. I'm just showing you like what other people are doing. And so we had to make sure, yes, we can use it as inspiration, but we're not trying to make you look like anybody else. Because when people interact with you, you want that to be a reflection of your personality and the way you run your business and the other people who work with you. Yeah. And it's hard because there's there's not a lot of us. And I can aesthetically love the design of someone else's and be like, oh, you got there first. It's very realistic that clients would be opening one of my colleagues' websites who lives in California and mine in the same search. We have to, you know, just being respectful and mindful to really develop our own identities. You were really good about kind of helping me understand your process there, which was important. I needed that. What results have you seen since we launched the website? Um, that's a great question. I am super busy and have a packed schedule, which is awesome. I think I shared this with you even earlier in this recording, but I know that the process of finding an ed consultant for most people who are in the place that my clients are in, which is often a point of crisis, is that somebody sends them two or three names or a friend gives them a referral. And before they even reach out to me, they've gone to the website and made a decision about whether or not my vibe fits them. And so what I'm getting now is people who I know already have a sense of who I am, who I work with, and they've read the website and been like, that's my kid. Okay, I like her tone. She's approachable or whatever the case might be. So they've already decided that they feel comfortable with my vibe before they reach out. So we don't have to do any of that filtering or vetting. I'm finding that I'm getting fewer calls from people where I'm like, I don't do what you're looking for or recognizing like, oh, we're not going to, this is not going to be <laughs> the right fit on my end where I'm having to turn people away. Um so that's, that I think is really important. That's huge. It's incredibly time-saving for me, but it also saves my clients time. And, and generally my clients are not people who have a lot of time to spare. 
So if I'm not the right choice, I want them to know that on the front end and not spend the time booking a call, talking with me just to find out that we're not the right emotional vibe. I think that's been profoundly helpful. Also, I just, I haven't really gone into the website. I used to be in my website every like couple of days, changing something, fixing something, updating something. I haven't had to think about it. It's in great shape. I know it's in great shape. I know it says what I want it to say. I know it looks great. And so sometimes I open it just because I want to see it. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to look at it. I think that's a really important thing for people to know if they're thinking about working with you or in looking for a website is find somebody you can work with who is going to set you up to be independent moving forward, who will still be available. Like I know if I really got stuck and I was like, I've watched all the tutorials, I've done all the things. I know that like I could pick up the phone and call you, but you set us up with tutorials and resources and Loom videos. And I know that what I need is there for me as a resource if I need it. And so I would recommend that anybody looking for a web designer really make an effort to find somebody who's not saying like, oh, you don't have to know how to do that. I'll take care of it. You don't have to know how to do that. I'll take care of that. Because it really, it it locks you in to needing Mm -hmm. to rely on that person. And what if they're not available? What if they don't have time? You want to be able to have the resources as a small, busy entrepreneur or a bigger, busy entrepreneur to be able to have you and your team make the changes. So looking for somebody who's going to set you up to have your information, have your data and be able to manage it yourself. I think it's huge. Yeah. That's always been a huge part of my business. I've never wanted people to feel like, and I honestly, at the time, didn't know web designers did that, where it was like, you have to come back to me for everything. I, Cause I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's their website. If they want to go make changes, they should be able to do that. And I love that you say like you design Squarespace. That's what you do. Right. I think that's huge because the tools are so accessible now that like gone are the days of like, well, you have to come to me because I can code. And if you can't code, you can't. Don't make a website that's so complicated that it needs deep layers of code upon code upon code upon code. Not if you're a small, busy entrepreneur. Life's too short. (laughs) My advice is to make sure that as people are vetting and look at the designs people do, right? Are they clean? Are they user-friendly? Are they accessible? Um, That's really important. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if people want to learn more about what you do and see all your travels, where is the best place for them to connect with you? They can find me on my website, which is www.teamcrossbridge.com. And that's probably the best place to find me. And from there, you can find our Instagram, which is, I believe, Crossbridge Ed. We are on Instagram. Um, that is the best place to follow along with our travels. But if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll you'll get a little link that shows you how to find us on Instagram, or you can link straight through our website. Awesome. And I will link to that in the show notes too, so people can check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Process to Profitability. I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show and send me a message to let me know what is your process to profitability. You can connect with me on my website at lemonandthesea.com or on Instagram and TikTok at lemonandthesea.com.